as Robbie said, John chapter 15 in the New Testament. It's on page 1083 in the Bibles from the foyer. We're reading the first 10 verses. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. The second reading is from Colossians chapter 1, just verses 28 and 29. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. We are in our third week of our Vision Month uh, and we are talking about belonging. We're thinking about how can we welcome new people uh, to our church family and include them well uh, in what we are doing here. Now, if you are thinking, man, I think I missed week one of this, well, you're blessed because it's on YouTube. Now, we talked about that week, what is a Christian? And we talked about how a Christian is a forgiven follower of Jesus. We're forgiven by Jesus' death on the cross for us and we follow him. As, as his people, as his brothers and sisters, as God's family. Last week we talked about, well, what is our church? Uh, and we talked about how we are God's 
spirit called local family in Jesus. So God's spirit has called us to, be, to follow Jesus. We are the, the local temple, if you want to think about it that way. We're God's family here in Jesus. Not the building, but the people. And this week, we're thinking more about what we were talking about in previous weeks, that we want to see lives west of the river transformed through Jesus to his glory. Now, that's a big impressive sentence, isn't it? But what does it actually mean in practice? Well, it means these two things. It means that we want to make disciples and grow disciples. If we were to look at Matthew 28, we would see Jesus saying these very things to go and make and grow disciples. And this week we're going to be thinking specifically about growing disciples. Well, as we get started, I've got a warm-up question for you. And my warm-up question is, what has helped you grow in your faith? So I'm going to give you 30 seconds to talk to the people next to you and then I want to hear some stories. Go. Go. All right, what have we got? Tell me what has helped you grow in your faith. Pete? Growth group. Growth group, yeah, growth group's awesome. Other Pete? Um, I think some things is God getting me through difficult times. Yeah. And seeing God instrumental in an evangelistic way on something that has produced a number of Christians. Yeah, wow, so, so God helping you through difficult times and seeing God actually call someone to him and become a Christian. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. What about other people? What has grown you in your faith? Yeah, Bob. Yeah, well, so... Yeah, so watching... God work in your life and in the lives of your family and others. Really encouraging. What about other people? What are what other things? Vicky? Reading the Bible. Reading the Bible. Yeah, boom. You can have morning tea. <laughs> what about other people? What has what has encouraged you? What has helped you grow in your faith? One more. Yeah, Warren. Kickstart. Yeah, Katuma conventions have been such an amazing blessing to Sydney, haven't they? Yeah, in so many ways. Well, we are going to be thinking about that today, and I want to talk to you about three things. First of all, growing in Jesus. Secondly, uh, what does a healthy disciple actually look like? Because it's you know one thing to say that. And the third thing is to live living for others. So let's talk about growing in Jesus first. Now, We've just heard these couple of verses. This is um, uh, the Apostle Paul. He's writing to a church in Colossae in the first century. And he starts to talk about Jesus in these verses. And he says, Jesus is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. Now, I'll, as I looked at this verse, there's a couple of things that stood out to me and I asked, was asking myself questions. The first question was this. When are we being presented? 
Okay, because it says that we're gonna, we want to present everyone fully. When are we being presented? Where are we being presented? Well, Paul also talks about this in another place in the Bible. And he says this. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. So all of us one day are going to stand before Jesus and give an answer for the life that we have led. Now, if we're a follower of Jesus, we, we, we don't have anything to be scared about. But we want to be ready for that. We talked about this last, last week. How do we be ready to be living in heaven with Jesus? So, Jesus' expectation is that in the meantime, we should grow in him. We should be growing in him. The other question I had in my brain about presenting everyone mature before Christ is, what does a mature follower actually look like? Like, What are the things that are happening in the life of somebody who follows Jesus that shows, actually, no, this person, they're really on board. They're growing. They are mature. And we think of it in these five sorts of areas. Uh, you might think, oh, hang on, I've heard these before, but l- let, me, let me take you with, you with me, okay? The first one is, as, as Vicky said to us this morning, being uh, in God's word, really growing in the Bible. That's, that's the basis of everything we do. We can't understand anything else if we don't understand the Bible. The next thing is, as Jesus has asked us to love God with our heart, soul, mind and strength, we want to be adoring God in various, in various ways. We also want to be sharing life in Jesus. As I said to you guys last week, being a Christian isn't a solo flyer, is it? It's something that we do together. We are God's family together. We're also serving together, which we're going to talk more about later. And we want to be connecting with other people in our area to share Jesus with them, to show them his good news. Now, in our church... What does this look like in practical terms? Well, um, maturing in the word happens in lots of different places. In our talks, in our sermons, like we are at the moment, in our growth groups, uh, during our personal devotions, uh, Bible and, and, and prayer, in our kids and youth ministry. Adoring God, when does that happen? This happens on Sundays as we meet together, also in our growth groups, in our prayer and praise gatherings, which I'm going to talk to you more about later but also in our personal devotions sharing life in jesus happens again on sundays at growth group you might be noticing a a theme here in men's and women's ministry so whether that's pub dinners or going four-wheel driving or uh, operation christmas child any of the things that we do in those sorts of things kids and youth ministry and meals that we have together either the kind of formal meals or that we don't do formality really do we or just ones that we have together as, as church family. Serving together, well, that happens in a million different places across our church, doesn't it? Whether it's somebody weeding our lawn, whether it's someone looking after our finances, whether it's serving in kids and youth ministry or various other things, we are all serving together. And then connecting with our area. We're going to talk more about that next week, but there's lots of places where we're doing that as well. As I was thinking about this during the week, it struck me that I've had lots of conversations with people who say this to me. I'm struggling with my personal devotions. 
Uh, now, when I say personal devotions, I mean uh, reading the Bible uh, yourself at home and, and praying with God each day. A lot of people, this, this is a thing that people are constantly kind of working on or struggling with. So I thought I'd just share a couple of things that are helpful to me. Uh, you could use them. Uh, they're easily available. So the first of them is, um, is the Bible Gateway website, which has a million different resources on it. And one of the ones I want to encourage you to think about is if you're struggling to like sit and read the Bible, maybe like me, you need new reading glasses and you, you, know, you just can't concentrate because there's lots of different noises. Um, actually, listening to the Bible is a really good thing. So they've got a got a thing up here where you can just listen to the Bible as a daily habit. It's an easy thing to do. I want to encourage you to think about that. The other thing that's been a great encouragement to me recently, Hope 103.2 has got some podcasts. Who listens to podcasts here? Yeah, they are very, very helpful. These guys had did one on the Lord's Prayer and David Honey from Moore College, um, he's... He, he did some great teaching amongst it. The presenter is a guy called Ben McKechn, and he sort of he sort of acted like the idiot's advocate, if you know what I mean. He asked all the dumb questions, uh, and then uh, and then David would answer them. And it reminded me of so many helpful things out of the Bible and helped me to draw closer to God. So you might like to check that out. The other thing I heard about the other night is this book by Mitch Everingham called The Resilient Rhythms Journal. Now. The idea of this book is that over a long period of time, it helps you get into good habits about Bible reading and prayer and thinking through things. So it's, um, it's $20 from the Wandering Bookseller. Um, you can find it pretty easily. YouthWorks really love this at the moment. We were at a YouthWorks function the other night and they were very, very keen on this. So I haven't used it, but a lot of other people are speaking highly of it. You might like to look it up yourself. Well, let me take you back to, uh, to this, this idea. What does a mature Christian look like? How do we know when things are going well in someone's life as a follower? The thing is that these things are not just true for an individual, but they're also true for our church. Uh, and each of those things feed into each other. They're, they're sort of like an ecosystem. Now, we're going to be thinking more about serving today in the context of presenting everyone fully mature in God, in the context of this course, let's talk now about healthy disciples. Okay, so I have a, another question for you. How can we tell a tree is healthy? It's not like this. See, and yeah, this is a sucker question, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, What's wrong with the one in our car park, Eddie? It's still alive, but... <laughs> I don't think it's alive, actually. <laughs> I think it's... Uh, you, know, you know when you call the ambulance and... Yeah, I think it's a bit like that. It's a bit of a shocking experience. It's a shocking experience, yes. <sighs> so many dad jokes. I won't make any comments about bright sparks. Um... In seriously, in seriousness, though, how can we tell when a tree is healthy? Got leaves green, yep. Fruit, growth, yeah, that's right, fresh growth. We can tell. Um, I don't know if you guys remember. I think it was last year that I talked to you guys about my lemon tree. 
uh, and how it wasn't bearing any fruit. And can I tell you, Sue Bennett very, very, uh, very intuitively noticed that there was too much grass around the bottom of it. And thank you, Sue, I fixed that. And there's now fruit all over it. So it can often be that little things can make a big difference. Now, to that end, what does a healthy follower look like? And actually the Bible talks to us about this. So Jody read to us from John 15 this morning. This, this passage, it always, always scares me a bit when I read it. You know what I'm saying? Jesus says, I am the true vine. I like that bit. The next bit. My father is the gardener. I also like that bit. Then it says this. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Interesting, isn't it? So I'm going to be pruned one way or the other. I know which way I'd like to be pruned. But what does that mean? What does it mean to be fruitful? Well, if we skip forward uh, to verse 7, Jesus talks about this. He says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So the idea is that Jesus' teaching should be bearing fruit in our lives should be bearing fruit in growth in our lives. Let's talk about these things. So in presenting everyone mature in Christ, it's going to mean these things. First of all, growth is about Jesus. Now, I need to say this because our world is full of lots of other growth, but mostly it's personal growth. You know, there's lots of self-help books, there's lots of uh, exercise routines and diets and all sorts of things like this, and they're about self-actualization and living your best life. That is not following Jesus. Following Jesus is all about Jesus. It's about growing in him. The next thing from John's passage here is to say that Jesus wants us to keep growing. Now, that's not to say that, you know, it's all going to be like this. Sometimes we have plateaus. Sometimes things are difficult. You know, growth is never a straight line. In those circumstances, God will prune us for his glory. Uh, now, who's, who's, who here feels like they've been through a pruning experience? Yeah? Was it fun? No. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm sure, you know... October when I prune my roses, which, by the way, is too late. Um, they see me coming and they're like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to be like this much stick poking out of the ground again. I don't think God prunes us like that, but he does snip off things and it always smarts, doesn't it? That change is always difficult, but it's also always good. It's interesting, after those experiences, we often then grow enormously and we feel as though we're much closer to him. <laughs> yes why didn't it happen earlier well I guess it's all in God's timing he does that for us when he's ready and when we're ready we might think we're we're ready earlier but in fact we're not amongst all of that he does it for his glory and he does it so that we might be living for others which is the you know it's the big feature of the Christian life Let's go back to John 15 again. This is the last thing we're going to talk about today. Jesus says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you wish. Well, 
What is that going to look like? In verse 10, he tells us, if you keep my, my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Jesus is a great role model. He shows us how to love other people and then he asks us to do the same, knowing that we're going to fail, but he forgives us and picks us up and dusts us off. He sums it up very nicely in verse 15 in this passage by saying this, this is my command, love each other. Now, again, this is not, you know, warm and fuzzy love. I mean, warm and fuzzy love is nice, we have that. But this is the love that Jesus lives out. Actions, self-sacrificial actions, sometimes will be very difficult, other times will be very rewarding, but that's what he calls us to. That's what it is as we serve together. And in fact, Jesus is defined by this. In Mark 10.45, he says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. But serving is a joy, isn't it? It's a joy to love other people, to serve them, to see them blossom and grow as you serve them is a joy. Not everything is a painful cross, okay? There are some difficult moments, but mostly things are very good. Now, speaking of serving, I wanted to talk to you about some things that we uh, last year planned to do to see our church grow, to see different people serving in different ways. One of the things we've been working on is teams. And uh, Caleb Clark, where are you, Caleb? There he is, hiding over there. Caleb has taken over one of our music teams at 6 o'clock and done a fantastic job. Uh, We've also, you can see Kelsey, second from the left there. Uh, She's a person who is new to serving in that ministry as well. And this has been a really, really good thing. I'm really encouraged by what's happening in that team. Another team, uh, also in music, uh, is our youth band on Friday afternoons. Now, you will never find a more random group of uh, overstimulated, overtired boys on a Friday afternoon. But we have a great time. They serve well together. And um, I'm so encouraged by what's been happening with those guys as we read the Bible together beforehand and as we, as we practice and then as they serve people at six o'clock with that as well. So that is a great thing to, to praise God for. The next thing that we wanted to work more and more on was loving God, really adoring him and worshipping him. And once a term we've been doing these prayer and praise gatherings where we get together, we spend some time singing together, uh, doing a devotion and then putting all of our plans and hopes and dreams for our church before God. Now I don't know about you but I've been to many uh, many prayer gatherings that were basically an hour and a half of me trying not to fall asleep. People know what I'm talking about? Yeah 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 because I love to pray but you know I need to move. You will not sit still for more than 10 minutes at one of these things. We have stations around the room where we pray for all sorts of different things so if you haven't come along to those uh, I want to encourage you to pray for them uh, to to, sorry to come along and be part of those they're very good now the last thing I wanted to talk to you about was seniors alive so we identified last year that in sharing life together uh, there was an opportunity for people who were not working uh, people who were retired as well Um, to come together once a month and this has been happening uh, under Margaret's um, supervision and it's been a good thing. 
So I want to encourage you, if you haven't been along to this, if you're, if you're not working on a Wednesday, this would be a great thing to come along to, to bring friends to. And this has been a significant win for our congregation, for our, pop, sorry, for our church here. It's been a good thing. Now, in saying all of this, in talking about serving, next week we are going to be filling out uh, a serving form for 2024. Uh, what we've also rolled into it at the same time is um, thinking about growth groups for, for 2024. Now, uh, we've talked a lot about growth groups and how great they are. If you're not in one, I really want to urge you to join a growth group. Like, they are the engine room of our church. You will be able to have much tighter and deeper relationships You'll be able to ask all the ridiculous questions you want about the Bible and chew over them and, you know, struggle with them together. It's a good thing. We're going to be filling this out together uh, next week at church. If you're not... So this is, this is in Elvanto, so you can do it sort of online or you can also do it on a piece of paper. That will be happening next week. But I'd love you to think about, you know, what are you serving in at the moment? Maybe you'd like to serve in something different last year, next year. We think, of, uh, we think of each year as a kind of new opportunity to do something different or have a break from something. Uh, and similarly with growth groups, you might be quite happy in the group that you're in at the moment and that's great. You might be thinking, oh, you know what, I'm not going to be available on Tuesday night next week, but I might be available on Thursday. As you fill the form in, we'd love you to put in all the times that you might be available so that we can make lots of opportunities for people to be meeting together and reading the Bible and sharing life. So... Lots of things in there to think about, lots of things in there to pray about. As we finish off, how about we do that? How about we talk to God? Father God, we, uh, we thank you so much. Lord, you've called us to be your people. You love us in Jesus. Lord, we, uh, we want to be deep in your word. We want to be maturing in the Bible and understanding it. We want to love you more. We want to be sharing our lives together as you've called us to be your children. Lord, we want to serve you and to serve others and we want to share the good news of Jesus with our community. And Lord, we pray that you would continue to grow us and mature us in those things and we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen.